Welcome to the Wake and Rake Podcast, featuring World Series champion Will Middlebrooks and MLB journalist Danny Vietti. Want a chance to be featured on the show? Follow at Wake and Rake Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Now, here's Danny and Will. Wake and Rake, baby. What's good, party people? Episode 25. Hey, happy July 1, Will Middlebrooks, and most importantly, happy Bobby Bonilla Day to all those that observe. Dogs pumped up in the background. We got a party over here. The dog's pissed. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Uh, Bobby Bonilla getting his uh, yearly $1.2 million every how July nice, 1st. How much, wait, how much longer does that go? At 2035? Correct me if I'm wrong here, but I believe it's 2035. That sounds right. And then, so, you got, you got Tatis and Lindor, who plays for the actual Mets. They just signed 10, 12, 14-year contracts, and Bobby Bonilla is actually going to get paid longer than each of those guys. How about Dude, it? That is – isn't that absurd? Sorry, I'm picking my hat. Ah, oh, there we go. But, uh, by the way, by the way, you ruined a great haircut for me. Me? Because you were at a wedding last weekend. I happened to go to the barber for the first time since high school. I had a really nice, fresh cut. Was feeling really good about my. Tasting yourself a little bit. Tasting myself a little bit, and you weren't there for me, and I wasn't able to show off my haircut. I mean, I basically told self-esteem to go yourself, but you weren't here for me. See, I thought. See, I was honestly about to say we're we're getting really weird on this pod right now. But there's a picture of me and Jenny from the wedding. Definitely best hair day I've had in years. You look good, Jenny. Looked better, but you looked good. Well, I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm over my skis, but <laughs> mission accomplished. You know what I mean? Yeah, I so, feel like. Um, yeah, I mean, I dro- I've dropped some, I've dropped a shit ton of weight, bro. I'm back to fighting weight. I'm 215, ready to rumble. Are you trying to fight me right now? I'm, I'm, I'm coming to about like 225 right now. I would kick your ass, Danny. You would not. You would. Texas not. boy versus Cali boy. <laughs> what do you so, say? California kids like they get this uh, reputation that we're soft. It's not, we're just smarter. Like, we think smarter, not harder. Okay. We work I'll, take your, I'll take your word on it. Yeah. Anyways. All right. We, we got a jam packed show. I'm tired of your bullshit. We got to get into it. <laughs> uh, we got a rowdy roundup. And of course, we're going to be picking our all star teams because we got the finalists that Major League Baseball announced. And man, let me tell you what, there's been some snubs. Already, we haven't even picked the teams yet. We're at the finalists, and there's already been snubs for the All-Star team, which is... That's just proof that there's a lot of good players, number one, but you got to realize team players in bigger markets like Mookie Betts, who's still, he's hitting like 248, 250, probably still going to make the All-Star team because of the fan vote, honestly. I'm glad you touched on it. Let's get right into it. Rowdy Roundup presented by Rowdy Energy. Use Let's promo code Wake and Rate. Get 10% <clears throat> off all Rowdy Energy products. And you just touched it on already, and this is what I want to ask you because I have my own opinions, and I will share it once you have the floor or once after you have the floor here. Do you believe fans should be voting for the All-Star team? Yeah, I do. I think that's – I don't love it, but I also understand how much the fans mean to baseball. So, I mean, 
never once have I watched an all-star game and been like, he shouldn't be there. You know what I mean? Mm. Come on. Yeah, come on. Give it to me. I don't, don't have be names a dick and not I, be able to back yeah, it up. Yeah, you're right. I came very unprepared and I don't have names in front of me of people who shouldn't have been. But I'm going to get back to you on that because I know for a fact a lot of players. It, it's rare. It's rare that someone's there that shouldn't be. You know what? You go off, Queen, because I'm going to do some research right here and I'm going to stump you right now with my Google no, search. No, no, no. That doesn't count if you've already. You can't just research it. You have to already know that. Um, yes, I think fans it's should have a vote. Players vote for pitchers, right? That's correct. Yeah, I know. I players know. and coaches. Players and coaches. Yeah. Anyways, do you want to get into teams? Like, what are you thinking here? So here, here's my thing with MLB fan voting. I think they lost their privileges. Uh, the fact that you have Matt Olson, who's second in every category, but behind Vladdy G. He's second in RBI, home run, OPS, and he's left off the finalists. Like, he's not even top three. They got Yuli Gurriel, Vladdy G, who both of those guys should be in the top three. Yeah. But then you also have Jose Abreu. And I love Jose Abreu. I think he's one of the most underrated hitters of this generation. But the guy's hitting 240. He's got a lot of RBIs, but his power numbers aren't outrageous. It's not as if he's beaten Matt Olson in many, if any, categories. And he's hitting 240. And he's hitting 240. And we don't have Matt Olson in there. Another guy, Jake Cronenworth. That's a that's a product of Olson's game start at 10, 10 Eastern every night. And he happens to play in Oakland where they had yeah. 4,500 fans show up. So they had their first game full in capacity. Oakland with full capacity. And they had about 4,500 fans. It's not an indictment on Oakland A's fans. They're very devoted. It's very not, but that's what happens when you say we're going to move. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like They're I'm like, not oh, putting well, it on here. But, but but that's kind of my point is, and I made a point with this, I had this argument a lot over this last week. It's not a, it's not a per capita issue with voting. It's a volume issue. It's unfair to compare the volume of Oakland A's fans versus the volume of Jose Abreu's Chicago White Sox fans. There are more Chicago White Sox. So like I had a handful of people say, well, the A's should have done a better job voting. The A's should have done a better job A's fans should have done a better job. It's like, you could have every Oakland A's fan there possibly is in this world, yeah. and they could vote for Matt Olson. He still wouldn't get it. It just sucks that he's not being rewarded for his work, right? Because that, that goes into, like, I mean, I don't know. I don't. I really don't know the details of his, his contract, but Oakland A's are probably like, perfect. They can't use me against that in arbitration. I'm really glad you brought that up. So that is my key point of why fans should not be voting for the All-Star game. I completely agree. The game is for the fans. The fans make the game. It goes hand in hand, players, fans, coaches. Everybody plays their own part. However, when we're talking about All-Star games, now we're talking about money. Now we're talking about careers. Now we're talking about players that could receive more money if they do make an all-star game. I mean, you can literally. So hear me out. Hold on. We're coming across another conspiracy theorist, uh, theory here. Uh, this could be a, a master plan by the league because the guys that get voted in, like Abreu, Mookie Betts, these guys, they're already getting paid. 
So uh, I see where you're going. They're yeah. already getting paid. So these guys who aren't going to get the votes most likely aren't on big contracts. They're not the superstars. They're not the guys that would use that in arbitration or in, or, or in contract negotiation. So, so let, it, so let so the players vote. Or do it based off of statistical value. Yeah, you could, there needs that's to be what a they're benchmark. doing with gold gloves now. The fact that Gavin Lux, who's hit another guy that's hitting about 240 this year and doesn't have the power numbers that Jose Abreu has, and he's a finalist. Jake Cronenworth for the Padres is leading all major league baseball second baseman. Gavin Lux also under team control for the next like three years. And he's on a team with a massive fan base, the Los Angeles Dodgers. But, uh, it, I, so I think I we're tapping this. into something. Somebody's going to like knock on our door in a little bit, be like, shut the fuck up. Consider this metaphor, okay? And then we can move on. You ever been to a restaurant like Logan's Roadhouse? I don't know if you guys have Logan's Roadhouse over on no, the East Coast. Mm -hmm. Texas Roadhouse, Logan's Roadhouse. You know how you can see the cooks through the window? You can watch them cook your food. Yeah. So picking the all-star team, again, metaphor, is as if, People consuming the food at a Logan Roadhouse or a Texas Roadhouse is picking that cook's salary, is deciding that cook's salary. Because that's essentially what we're doing. If you make an all-star team, you get bonuses. If you make an all-star team, you get larger contracts. I guarantee you if Matt Olson walks into for agency whenever that time hits, and he says, let's say hypothetically, he only has two all-star games. You know, Let's say he makes a couple. I guarantee he would make more money if he said, I actually have three all-star games, sir. Four, yeah, totally. Four. So, hey, so fair so metaphor me, to say that? It's fair. And let me also say, your bat contract, your glove, like Wilson, those are all incentive-based contracts, too. So, if you make an all-star game and you're able to use their merchandise, in, there's like $10,000 bonuses. There's a lot of incentive-based contracts. Is Nike... You know, just saying Nike, Wilson, like whatever glove company, whatever shoe company, apparel, there's all that written in your contract. You get X amount extra and bonus money if you make an all-star game because you're wearing their stuff on that stage. You get to the postseason, you get to the World Series, you win a World Series, you get all this extra money because it's incentive-based. That's how they're able to sign guys and say, well, you can get this much if you do these certain things. So it costs you a lot of money there too. To circle back on your question when you put me on the spot, I had a little bit of time to research. How about Brian LaHare in 2012? He made an all-star team for the Chicago Cubs. The rest of the year after that, he hit 202 with two homers. You know who should have made it in 2012 that didn't? Me? You? <laughs> he probably should have, honestly. That was your rookie year. I mean, you just didn't have the volume, let's be real. Yeah, I missed the month, the first month. But who made it over you? Who was the... American League third baseman that year. That year, you remember? Probably like Donaldson or somebody. I don't know. Speaking of Donaldson, oof, it's not sticky anymore. Maybe uh, it might have been Miguel Cabrera at that time, actually. So for the National League, we got David Freeze. Okay, American League. You went American League. Adrian Beltre was starting. Backed him up before. <laughs> And behind him was Miguel Cabrera. And then for some reason, Elvis Andrews played third base that day. I bet J.J. Hardy was there as a shortstop. He was not Derek Jeter as Drupal Cabrera. Interesting. Maybe that was, that was probably just how they got them in the game. Right. Mm -hmm. But you mentioned Josh Donaldson. 
we can move on. I've, I've made my points about the All-Star game. I love the fans. I think there are a lot of knowledgeable fans out there, but what it comes except down we to didn't, is... Except we didn't tell our teams. We will. That's a little teaser. We will give you our All-Star teams the at world. the end. We got more to talk about first. That was a good little teaser. Josh Donaldson crosses home plate. He says, it's not sticky anymore with Giolito on the mound after he hit a ding-dong off Giolito. And now they got some beef burger between those two. And then Giolito said after the game that he thought it was classless. He called a, uh, he said he was a pest, referring to Donaldson. After the game, they supposedly met in the parking lot to resolve some of those differences. But Donaldson came out today in a press conference and he said that he didn't have much to say. All right, let's go look at his numbers. What do the numbers say, right? And what do we know about the sticky substance? What does it do? What does it help with? It helps with RPMs. It helps with spin rate. Well, guess what? Mr. Giolito, your fastball spin rate's down 200. Your curveball spin rate's down four or 500. Your slider's down 200. So look, if we're going to talk about class, are we going to, are we, what side are you going to choose? Are you, are you going to speak, uh, take the side of someone who's playing the game fair or are you going to take the side of somebody that was probably cheating before this happened he didn't have really much to say you know he he said that he thought it was annoying i said so what i'm on the opposing team what do you care about me i said i'm in your face i'm telling you what i what i think what do you got to say about that and he didn't have any response Beef between the Twins and the White Sox. Uh, I see both sides of this. Uh, I thought it was pretty petty by Josh. Um, I thought you had a clever tweet, by the way, bringer of rain, and then it rained tonight. You know what? I took it down because nobody else enjoyed my dad joke, so I took it down. Of course I did. All right. Well, anyways. But, but, but um, here's the thing. Jolito's numbers – his spin rate looks a lot different. He looks like a different pitcher. So, I mean, I mean, all right. I'm not going to call him a cheater because uh, they like he probably was using some shit that he's clearly not using anymore, which most pitchers, most pitchers are in that same boat. Um, but I do think it was petty of Donaldson. Like, you already took him deep. Just like, there's no need to do that. You can do it in the dugout, like talk shit to your boys about him, whatever. But like in front of everyone, he knew he knew what this would turn into, and and that's Josh. Josh is just very uh, transparent and blunt, and will tell you exactly what he's thinking. That's just who he is. But I was like, you already made the big deal with with Garrett Cole. Why are we doing this again? I just I don't. I mean, uh, he's becoming an enemy. He is, but the same time like do your thing like i don't care like do whatever you want to do but i just thought it was kind of petty and i just think we need to get past it did you ever have, uh, ever have any run-ins with certain pitchers certain particular pitchers that you just just mm. okay so there's one uh esmil rogers so he used to throw like uh-huh. 100 he broke my wrist my mm. rookie into my rookie year rockies correct he was with he did, but he was with the Indians at the time, 2012, yeah. August 2012. Smoked me in the wrist. Clearly, I mean it wasn't on purpose, but uh, I was on a 
rehab assignment the next year in AAA, and he was pitching. I don't remember which team it was. It was it was for Buffalo. He was with the Mets in AAA because Pilar was playing center. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry. Rewind. It was Toronto's AAA team. It had to have been Toronto. Are you getting senile on me? No, I just played a lot of places. <laughs> but anyway, so he was he was in AAA. Um, <clears throat> it was Toronto's AAA. I, I don't know why I'm blanking. It's not. It it wasn't Buffalo. So Esmond Rogers was with the light. Oh, geez. No, that's Dominican League. I think uh, it was Buffalo. It was Buffalo. It, it was, was Buffalo. Buffalo. I knew it. <laughs> was Pilar was Pilar with him that year? Could have been. The, sound, the, the years sound right to me. In 2013, he was also with Buffalo. Correct. Okay. Okay. There we go. Okay. All right. Are you so, good? Are you all right? Yeah, I'm good now. So we figured that out. So he hit me, broke my wrist 2012, uh, into my rookie year. And then he was in Buffalo. I was on a rehab stint because I fucking fallen apart. I don't know. I might have just been sent down. I got sent down in 13 for like a month. And uh, he was on the mound. And I was like, I told the boys, I was like, I'm about to hit his shit so far. Like, I'm about to launch his ass. First pitch, like two seam in, like mid 90s, probably. He got in on me a little bit, but I hit it really good to left center. So I'm thinking I got him. I knew it was going to be close. Kevin Pilar jumps up over the fence and like, pulls it back you can look it up on youtube you can throw it on here it's some it's on youtube like, look up pilar rob's middle like it was in it was in pawtucket mm-hmm. and he goes up and brings it back i was so f-ing pissed because i wanted to clip him so bad for into my rookie season and um later in that game he went like up and in on me twice and i was like what the fuck like stared at me like bitch like why are you mad at me like, I'm should be mad at you. Even though you didn't hit me on purpose, I still hate you. Um, yeah, but he hates you for you hating him. Like, th- I'm giving you a pitcher's perspective. Like, he hates you for you hating him. I'm Tell sure. Him. But I never made it, like, clear that I didn't like him. I just Clyde tried to clip his ass. And I, I fouled a couple balls off. Like, I was porn swinging. Like, swinging as hard as I could. And just fouling him back, fouling him back. And he kept buzzing me. I'm like, what the f- man? Like, look at him. Like, you serious? Like, I'm on a rehab assignment. You're throwing at me. What the f- it's just f-ing triple A. You're gonna have to a lot bleep a lot of those out. And um, hey, you're making my work a lot harder. But um, yeah. So ends up end up walking. No, he ended up hitting me. That's what it was. He ended up hitting me on like three two. He like smoked me in the shoulder. And I'm like, what the f-? and I just kind of like looked at him like, you serious? And like walked the fire. I'm like, I'm not gonna fight you in triple A. Like, and they're not worth my time. Like, I'm not gonna fight you in the international league in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. So I walked the first, like yelling at him, whatever. He's just staring at me like, Ooh. and, uh, <laughs> get the first Freddie Galvis was playing shortstop. And I guess Fred, and I love Freddie as a player. He plays his ass off, but ground ball to second base. And I go to slide in the second base, like normal slide, not trying to take out Freddie. Freddie didn't do anything to me. And instead of Freddie, like throwing it to first, he throws it like down at me. Mm. down at me like it like went like 20 yards left to first base and like skipped like he clearly was throwing the ball at me i guess Esmail was his boy and i got up and was just like what the f- man like and then the bench is cleared 
Shane Victorino was there with me, uh, uh, rehabbing as well. And you like, ignited, you ignited that bench is clear. He isn't triple. It doesn't count, but I was just like, bro, what the fuck? like, why are you throwing the ball? This has nothing to do with you. Number one. How have like, I never heard this story? He's, I don't know. I forgot about it. He's like, I, you black out shit in triple a block it out forever. And always, um, he was just like, you're yelling at my boy. You're staring at my boy. I'm like, he drilled me on a three, two count on purpose with a base open number one. And I don't like him, <laughs> but that has nothing to do with you. Like that literally has nothing. That's why I just kept saying like, that has nothing to do with you. Anyways, Shane Victorino ended up getting in like, uh, he had my back, the, the flying pineapple. You, you got to love I, Hawaiians were some of my favorite teammates. They He's always, nuts, He's always nuts. have your back. Always, always have your back, Hawaiians. He was like, he'd be the happiest guy in the world, and he would just snap. He had a lot of snap in him, but a lot of the best players did. But he had, he got in S. Mills' face and was like, told him what was up. He's like, this is mm-hmm. bullshit. Like, why are you throwing at guys in AAA? Yeah, he threw hard, too. Yeah, he threw hard. He took, I took 98 off the wrist and broke three bones in my hand. Man, you like this. You're like this perfect – American boy, small town Texas kid, goes and makes his town proud, wins the World Series. When I don't, you you marry this beautiful woman, you're now working for CBS Sports. You live the perfect life, two beautiful kids. And all, all this time, you had an anger problem and nobody knew it. I didn't have an anger problem. Who knew it? I had a douchebag problem. I don't do well with douchebags. <laughs> <laughs> you're a douchebag. I can, I'm, I'm going to treat you like one. Don't throw at me in AAA. All right, go. Move on. We're, we're, I can whine about this forever. How about Brian Cashman, Yankees general manager, saying the Yankees, quote, suck right now. And oh. owner Hal Steinbrenner, he did not say this, but Brian Cashman relayed that Steinbrenner is, quote, frustrated. The Yankees, now, this podcast, as we're recording this, the Yankees are beating up on the Angels. Another the three. Squad. They're delayed in the third right now. Before that, uh, before, what is today? Wednesday before Wednesday's game, the Yankees are 13 and 19 over their last 32 games. And Aaron Boone supposedly saying our season's on the line right now, and they're still not looking great. Yeah, I mean, Cashman looks like a genius. If they, I mean, they're also playing the Angels. Let's not forget who they're playing right now. Angels suck. Um, they don't have Trout. They don't have Upton. Obviously, Pujols is gone. They're not the same team, even offensively. We know their pitching's not good, but Cashman's. I think he's just frustrated, and he should be because this is partially his fault. He put together yeah. a, a very right-handed heavy lineup in a stadium that favors a left-handed batter. Start, yeah, starting rotation that had injury concerns coming into the season. Yeah. Right. A lot of it's his fault. Um, and it's a team that relies on home run, which just isn't conducive to winning baseball. You look at all the teams that are winning, they have high batting average, they have – Runners in scoring position, they hit well. They hit well with strikes. Yankees do none of that. None of that. But then you have you have teams like the Mets who are winning their division. But that's that's a weaker division, and they have much better pitching uh, than than the than the Yankees do. But um, same same thing with Milwaukee. I mean, it's crazy. But um, back to the Yankees, they're. I mean, right now, I mean, they're six games back right now, of first. I have to say, if they're around eight games back, six, probably seven, eight games back at the deadline, they're not going to buy. 
Would you consider trading Aaron Judge? No, absolutely not. And it goes beyond just what he does on the baseball field. It, it's he's a face of the game, and you need that to sell tickets. So that's a, that's a business. That'd be a bad business move. You yeah, need a guy he's like that in New York. He's staying. He's, yeah, no one's taking Stan, No one's taking Stan's money. The issue is, the issue is Duhar Torres. Debbie Garcia, who's got an 8.8 ERA in AAA right now, these guys all have bottomed out and lost a ton of value. So now you're Aaron not Hicks. now you're not piecing those guys. Now you're not piecing those guys together to get a Trevor Story or a Luis Castillo or these big guys are going to be free agents because no one wants them. Why would they give that up? Even if even if these guys are going to be a free agent, why would they take a flyer on that for an All Star? They wouldn't. So if the Yankees are going to sell, their best bet is if they want to. Re- somewhat retool and get something in return chapman britain if he's healthy and i think gary sanchez it's time to go because right now he's swinging the bat well he's hitting 240 something he's hitting some homers he's a good point. receiving better defensively yeah. um sell high because i don't think he's going to get much better than he's playing right now so i think those would be your three moves if you want to get something in return and then you just really get to work on the guys that you have and and try to make them better because I think this team is a lot better than they're playing. I really do. Yeah. I think we've said that for a while now, but it's July and they're fourth place in the division. And it's, I mean, it's tough. American league's tough, man. Astros and the A's over there on the West coast. I American league East is tough. Uh, American league central. You got the white Sox, Indians. I mean, a lot of competition. I I'm glad you brought up that Mets brewers comparison. Cause I was, your boy was digging through some stats earlier today and, that was kind of a quirky thing that's happened about Major League Baseball. And the team with the lowest batting average in Major League Baseball, the Brewers, are hitting 216 as a team. They're in first place. The team with the fewest runs scored, New York Mets, they're in first place. The team that has struck out the most in Major League Baseball, Tampa Bay Rays, they're in first place in the wild card. And then the team with the most errors, Boston Red Sox, are in first place. So what, what about that stands out to me? It's not about offense. And it's not even about defense because most errors in baseball, Boston Red Sox are in first place. It's about pitching. What do those teams have in common? The Brewers, the Mets, the Rays, and even the Red Sox this year have pitched yeah, really They've well. overperformed on the pitching side, yeah. yeah. So it's <laughs> not rocket science. This isn't anything new, but it just further emphasizes that point, that pitching gets you where yeah, you need to get. It's true. Boston Red Sox got, uh, I don't know if you saw, Sale facing some live hitters. He's not far off. They're looking at like the end of very end of July. If he lines up for four rehab starts, it would be like July 30th. I think he would be back. I just picked him up on fantasy. I'm very, I've been anticipating that. I mean, the Red Sox are going to get better. I think. You think Heim will uh, make some moves at the deadline? I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, nothing. I don't think anything crazy. I think. It, they're in kind of one of those modes, like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. And he's not a big spinner. We know that. Yeah, I have compared. Like, he's not going to clean house for a rental or anything. Like, they're not going to go give up Jeter Downs for Scherzer. It's not going to happen. Right. Yeah, I've compared Time Bloom to Fine's idea of the San Francisco Giants a lot. I've made that comparison a ton. And so if you're looking at Boston and you're thinking, like, what are they going to do at the deadline? Look at what Zaidi has done over the past couple seasons. That might give some indication of – now, Red Sox are in better position than the Giants have been the past couple of seasons. The Giants have actually been competitive. So if you're wondering, like, what's Boston going to do? 
Look at what Zaidi has done the last couple of seasons. A couple uh, bullets that we need to hit that uh, it wouldn't be, it would be negligent for us not to mention. Dodgers right-hander Trevor Bauer is being investigated by the Pasadena Police Department after a woman has accused him of sexual assault. Bauer's lawyer issued a statement denying assault, saying everything in their relationship was, quote, wholly consensual. Major League Baseball is looking into the report. Secondly, former Mets general manager Jared Porter has been banned by Major League Baseball through 2022 for his inappropriate behavior among front offices in his tenure with New York. He has since obviously been fired since New York. We can't move on without mentioning Kyle Schwarber. Have you seen what Schwarber's been doing? Unbelievable. 15 home runs in 18 games. The only other guys who had 15 homers in 17 games, Sammy Sosa, Barry Bonds. Unbelievable. Yeah, the most home runs in the month of June in Major League Baseball history. Sammy Sosa is alone at the top, right below him, Kyle Schwarber. Best leadoff hitter in baseball, apparently. Isn't that nuts? You just changed. It's like they moved, uh, the Angels moved Jay up to lead off or two hole yeah. and he started hitting better too it's just different you get pitched you know you have that one a b of the game but obviously sh- people are going to pitch Schwarber a little different now uh the first pitch of the game but you know you're getting a lot of fastballs at first at bat not yeah. many pitchers even in this day and age are going to come out and just start slinging poop up there uh first at bat of the game you want to establish their heater it's crazy so it's like you get guys that one at bat more they and all of a sudden they see the ball better and then they're next two, three, four at-bats of that game, they just see the ball better because they settle in. For some reason, they're more comfortable. Yeah, Tommy Pham's another guy that's just been raking since he got boosted into that leadoff spot. Did you like hitting the leadoff? Where'd you like hitting in the order? Mm, I was like a five. I like hitting like five. I like hitting five? Did you ever protect yeah. Poppy behind him? Were you right behind him? Um, I did, yeah, some. My first yeah. two years, yeah. He give you shit? Like, hey, you better do your job because I need some good pitches uh sometimes but not much he he was bro i have so many poppy stories he didn't give two shits like he he was like the ultimate dh you'd be like where's david he's on deck and then he's like he should be on deck it's like a two-two count and he's like walking down the tunnel like putting his shit on <laughs> no big deal um, yeah then I, got a couple, I got a couple stories i have to tell you there there's one of them i just can't tell in here all right time to pick our teams it's all-star ballot time the starters will be announced soon and then we will be picking our pitchers at some point uh, but not quite so we're just going to do offense right now starting with the national league let's start nationally first baseman who you got max muncie on base base machine it's plays good defense he doesn't even just play first base anymore he plays second third, wherever they need him, but he's really good first baseman. I told Ninja, because it's been just atrocious calls going around uh, from umpire and crews, and I said, dude, just have Max Muncy umpire from the left-handed batter's box every game, because he knows the zone better than any umpire available right now. His chase rate's like 10%, something crazy. Let's go over the American League. I totally agree, Max Muncy's got to be there in the National League, but right now, Freddie Freeman it's actually leading the vote right now in the National League. But American League, who you got at first base? What the hell? I yeah. mean, he has picked it up. He's in like 255, but come on, man. It's not the best first base. I know. Um, I know. All right. What's next? American League. American oh, League. Who you got in the American League? Vlad Jr. <laughs> he's putting up video game numbers, and unfortunately, he's probably not going to win the MVP. <laughs> 
he's going to win the Triple Crown, or at least he has a good chance to, and he's not going to win MVP because there's a guy named Shohei Otani. Can you imagine if he won the Triple Crown and not the MVP? He, there's a very good chance that could happen. That would be the most. That would be the most ridiculous shit I think I've ever witnessed. The only thing he's trailing in right now is homers, and he's trailing Shohei Otani by one, right? By one. Second base, let's go to the National League. Now, this is interesting because I already said how Jake Cronenworth got absolutely f***ed and he's not even in the finalists right now. Jake Cronenworth should be in the All-Star game. He should be starting, in my opinion. What say you? Starting? Jesus. Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to Adam Frazier. I know he doesn't have a ton of, like, slug and power and this and that, but guy gets on base and he's going to have 100 knocks at the at the break. He's hitting – I mean, his bat-to-ball skills is unbelievable. Plays good defense. He just played for the Pirates. He plays for the Pirates, so that's uh, clearly an issue on votes too. Um, but I, I, I think he's earned it. A hundred knocks, man. That's that's a lot. I'm okay with Frazier. I think Ryan McMahon deserves a shot, but Ozzy Albies should not be starting in the All Star game. I, I don't understand. I, I love Ozzy. Uh, he's a good a player. A lot of Braves fans out there. Now, now, Ozzy's having atrocious defensively. He is, but he's he's swinging the bat pretty pretty good. He yeah, is. But I don't. But I agree. I, he shouldn't be. I, I'm just saying he's having a good year. I did say he should be a starter. Yeah, I'm with you. How about the American League second base? I got to go, Marcus Simeon. Mm-hmm. I like Marcus Simeon here. I think Jose Altuve is having a really good year as well. Um but he's obviously going to lose a lot of votes just because of the whole cheating scandal. That's just how it is. Sure. Um, but he deserves a look. He deserved to be a finalist. I just, I think he's having a really good year. But Mark, what Marcus Simeon's doing really good uh, is really he's playing really well, and he he, he changed position. <laughs> he was a shortstop. I think that's even more impressive that he's actually playing well defensively, um, and he's swinging a hot bat right now. Big homer yesterday. I should mention too. I put out my all-star starters about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. I, I, I've updated it a little bit because the numbers have changed, frankly. So I had Altuve at first. I now have Marcus Simeon. I, I, I share that with you. I think Simeon deserves it. How about third base for the National League? This one's tough. There's three or four guys that are here. Like, eh. there's no one like head and shoulders above one another. Nationally, I'm gonna go Arnado. Okay. Um, he's just he's gotten hot the last month. He has a slow start, but I feel like he's really picked it up. His numbers look good. He's picked it up even defensively. He didn't start the year great defensively, yeah. and he's really picked it up. He's made some big plays. Um, and he just it just feels right to me. I, I couldn't go Chris Bryant because he has gone ice cold over the past month. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm going to go Justin Turner because I think he's been the most consistent of the bunch. His numbers might not be quite near Arnado's, but I'm going to go with JT. How about the American League? I got to go Devers, going to Boston. I think Rafi Devers' numbers have been ridiculous. He's just so funny, man. He's so happy. He's smiling all the time. I feel like he's like 15 years old. <laughs> he's just so happy, but he rakes, dude. He's hitting. He hits it to opposite field, poolside, off-speed fastball. Like, whatever you're throwing up there, he's just barreling it. I love it. Right, second in baseball, 64 ribbies. Yeah, 19 dongs, 282 average. Yeah, I'm right there with you, with Rafi. How about the National League shortstop? I think this one's kind of a given, although Brandon Crawford does deserve some respect. Brandon Crawford, although he – I mean, he is hitting 240. 
Brandon Crawford's hitting 240, but he's got the homers and the RBIs and playing good defense, but it's got to go Fernando Tatis Jr., man. He missed three weeks, and he's still, like, up at the top of the list in homers, and he's actually been playing better defense than he started the year yeah. atrociously. But, um, yeah, it's got to be him. He's one of the faces of the game, and he's playing really well. Agreed. American League. Bichette, Xander, or Carlos Correa? My favorite player in baseball, Xander Bogarts. Most underrated superstar in baseball. Mm-hmm. Correa is – I'm with you, but Correa's numbers are actually just – they're getting closer and closer to Xander. They're getting closer and closer. I agree, but they're still not. Move over to uh, – yeah, I, I'm with you. Uh, let's move over to the catching position for the National League. Your man Buster Posey, man. Yeah. I mean – There's no context. Like Buster no context. of 2014, 2014, 2012. Yeah. I mean, he's killing. He missed a year last year, and then I did not expect him to have this much success at this point in his career, especially as a catcher. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah, he has more home runs this year. Yeah. Yeah, he's incredible. He looks awesome. Happy for him. Agreed. American League catcher. Yasmani Grandel, Martin Maldonado, excuse me, and Salvador Perez. I think this one's Sal- an easy one, Salvi too. Perez. He's healthy, man. He's actually yeah. healthy. He's dealt with all these weird, terrible injuries and Healthy South Perez is one of the best catchers in baseball. The story is why the hell is Martin Maldonado in here? I know he's good defensively, but you, <laughs> the guy's hitting 181 with five homers. Why is Martin Maldonado in there? Ban votes, bro. Ban votes. How about your outfield for the National League? Who are your three guys? Ronald Acuna. And then yeah. my two Cincinnati Reds, Cassianos and Winker. They're putting up – they've, like, resurrected their careers. They're putting up, like, crazy numbers. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. a hitting approach over there, if it's a hitting coach. Uh, what's going on? But it is working, man. They're walking. They're hitting for power. They're hitting with two strikes. Like, And it's not just power. It's it's average as well. They're hitting well over 300. Impressive to see them doing that. And that ballpark, too, just barrel a ball, and you get a good chance of it going, leaving the park. I'm right there with you. I have the same exact three guys, Acuna, Castellanos, Jesse Winker. Castellanos, at this point in the season – He's actually my MVP. He's leading the league in average. He's leading the league. And he's right up there in RBIs in the National League. Uh, OPS 989 is right up there. I mean, he's either first or second in almost every statistical category. I thought you being an ex-pitcher would have Jacob DeGoat as the MVP. No. No. If you take the field one out of, one every fifth day, you're not an MVP. But unless you do something – outrageous which DeGrom is doing but to me DeGrom's averaging about six innings per start some of that not all his fault because a couple of those starts have been a double header right but nonetheless he just hasn't been on the field for me as that's just my personal no, I, I I agree but I mean a lot of people have him to have his MVP so I just thought I'd ask yeah. right, by the way uh, a really good bet if you're a betting man plus 3,000 for Castellanos right now and for NL MVP plus 3,000 DeGrom's like plus 250 which is not good value Castellanos play. If you put down a hundred bucks on Castellanos right now, you cash yeah, out. Yeah, say Degrom gets hurt and misses like three or four starts. There goes MVP. Right, right. How about the American League for the outfield? Um, Aaron Judge, he's like the one bright spot for the the Yankees so far offensively. <clears throat> I really like Adolis Garcia. I really like him. Texas Rangers um, of the finalists, he leads in homers and RBIs. Yeah, uh, and then Cedric Mullins. You got to go Cedric Mullins, man. 
I, I thought he wasn't hitting for much power. I, th- I knew I saw he had like 13, 14 homers, um, maybe 15. But um, he's leading the finals in slugging. I had no idea. I knew he was a good player. I knew he was hitting like 330, you know, um, and a good outfielder. But I didn't know he was as complete of a player as, as he is. And um, that's why he's my third outfielder. Yeah, fun story too. Sat the bench as a high school player, went to a junior college, ended up getting a scholarship to, I think it was Campbell University. Uh, went on from there, got drafted, become a good player. But he was a bench player in high school. And How do you also. sit the bench in high school and get a, and go play college ball? He worked himself for a junior college. It, you can play. if. That's cool. I mean, that's an amazing story. You can play. There's a lot of colleges out there. You can find a place for it. You're going to have to work your ass off, but you can play. He's fast, too, so it's like, yeah, speed, we'll find a place for you. Right. Yeah, good outfielder. Uh, I, too, have Cedric Mullins. He should be an absolute lock. He's not one of the top three vote-getters, but he should be a lock. Byron Buxton right now is third. He should not be third because he has not accumulated enough games. Cedric Mullins has played more games than Mike Trout and Byron Buxton combined. Right now, Buxton and Trout are one and three in vote-getting right now, which is ridiculous, to say the least. Another example of why fans should not be voting. I got Teoscar Hernandez, Cedric Mullins, Adolis Garcia. Now, Michael Brantley is like right there with Teoscar and Adolis. I'm like wanting to throw Michael Brantley in the bunch, but I can't toss why him. Not Aaron, why can't. not Aaron Judge? He's not He's even done, in the Frankly, the, the numbers just aren't there. I mean, Adolis Garcia has more homers, more RBIs. Teoscar Hernandez has not. Cedric Mullins homers, has more homers more and RBIs. I mean, Judge has more homers and RBIs than Mullins, doesn't he? Yeah, but Cedric Mullins is hitting 323. But you were and talking about home runs and a RBIs a second ago. I'm just saying altogether, total numbers. Cedric Mullins has higher average OPS than Judge. Tasker Hernandez has more RBIs, higher average. Like, it, it, I don't know. I, I, get I the agree. Case for I Judge. agree with Mullins. And, and did you say Garcia too? Garcia? Teoscar Hernandez and Cedric Mullins are my guys. So Teoscar has better numbers than Judge? Uh, it's kind of a – it depends on what category we're talking about here. Okay. I told you, Teoscar – You just go an anti-big-time average. player is what you're doing. Aaron Judge deserves an all-star spot. He's the best player on that be, team, the New York right. Yankees. You might He's be hitting right, but 286 a, with – Yeah. Teoscar's got a better batting average and OPS. Or, excuse me, not OPS, uh, more RBX. How many bags does Teoscar have? I'm just curious. No, swipe of that. Probably not very many. He's not a speed. Okay, so his singles don't really matter. footed player. It. Okay, got it. <laughs> okay, last one. Designated hitter for the American League. Is that a real question? Shohei Goat Tommy. Shohei. Yeah, Shohei, Shohei man. Leading the league in ding-dongs. Yeah. And he gave up a 745 seven OPS. 1045 yeah. OPS. What? Is that good? Hey, by the way, you asked me the other day uh, who should start the All Star game for the American League. It should be Shohei Otani. Bullshit. He's not the best pitcher. That is the dumbest. No. Why? He's not the best pitcher. He's not even close to the best pitcher. He's got a three six. You're. I said that coming in before this game. Okay. New York. He had a two six. There's not really a pitcher in the American League that's like running away with it. Lance Lynn's been very no, good. No, but there's pitchers, been very good. plenty of pitchers better than him. Carlos Rodon, Lance, Kyle Gibson, six and zero with a two. 
yeah out of nowhere right right so I mean, he's always been like a good good arm Shohei, i get the whole like story of it all oh, great cool he can go to the home run derby and win his trophy and free camaro whatever the fuck he wants but um he should not be starting pitcher he's not the yeah, best pitcher. I, I, that would be an insult me, to pitchers yeah. who are actually like pitch just pitch you're right. Hypocritical of me to say fans shouldn't vote, and then I say Shohei Otani should pitch. You're right. I didn't want to say it. You're I right. Do not want to go I'll that far. It. I'll call you an idiot, but I will not call you a hypocrite. I'll concede it. Here, by the way, before we uh, let our beautiful people go here, I want to ask you who's your College World Series pick tonight because the game's ongoing right now, and I don't want you to look at the score. I'm only going to edit this out if you're correct because I don't want people to know you're smart. So who's your pick tonight for the College World Series, Mississippi State or Vanderbilt? Dude, I love both of these teams. I think Mississippi State has some of the best atmosphere in baseball at the dude. And then I think mm-hmm. uh, Vandy is just uh, an empire. My initial thought would be Vandy. Mm-hmm. I, I, I I feel like Vandy is the better team, but I would love Mississippi State to win. But I'm going to say Vandy. I got a stat for you before we let everyone go. Um if Vanderbilt wins tonight, they will have more national championships with their baseball team since 2019 than they will have had SEC wins for their football team. Their football team has one SEC win, SEC win since 2019. Well, yeah, they're not really known for their, their picks again. Not exactly. All right. Next time we join you guys, we'll be taking our pitchers for the All-Star game. Um, shout out Trey Turner. Third cycle of his career, type of the most all time. Um, yeah, all here start, for the all cycle start coming up, man. Here for the cycle, third time in his career. I saw they scored fifteen. I didn't look at the stats. Kyle Schwarber, Trey Turner leading that team. All of a sudden, the Nationals are becoming a competitive baseball team again. Are Very they? reminiscent of twenty nineteen. I don't know. Are they going to trade Scherzer and Schwarber? Not right now. They're in second place in the end of the Not division. right now. They got a month to screw it up. We'll see what happens. Uh, we'll have to wait to see, my friend. Until next time, party people. Peace out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.